Okay, everybody's levels are fine, so you're good to go whenever you want, Marty. Got it. And I'm going to close this out properly this time. Or I'm going to try I think? We're all going to die. You're all going to die. No one's going to... Um, let me... You're listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Each week, Roger is joined by Joe, Vince, and Marty. left off dear listeners our intrepid adventurers in the quest to figure out what was this shard of old technology brimming with power to do uh and what is the connection to rue and the syndicate our intrepid adventurers had ventured into the known location of the syndicate after jack had basically given them all some sort of an upgrade they discovered tunnels covered in some sort of edible slime that, while smelling gross, at least according to Pod, taste didn't have any taste, but it wasn't poison. And then a room full of uh, paintings, pictures, murals, and moving pictures uh, depicting an ancient civilization's travel to the stars. Where we left off, our intrepid adventurers had found a hole, uh, a, a tunnel, connecting one room uh, from the mural room to another tunnel that they had yet to explore. Uh, unless there is something else, let's just jump right into it. Uh, how large is this hole? Uh, Podgol uh, won't have that big of an issue getting through. Uh, Chris, you're going to have to shimmy and figure out a way with all that bulky armor. Uh, you're the only one that's going to have really any sort of uh, problem. Um, it's you can fit through it because it's uh, rather large, uh, but it's not going to be uh, an easy fit. And there will be if uh, God forbid there's anything in there. It's a little bit bigger than your average air duct. Uh, somebody want to take a look on the other side before I wedge my fat ass in there. Sure. I just walk in. You're going to have to. You, yeah, it's not like you, you have to squat a little bit like you're still a gnome, but that's fine. You do it. Uh, what you see, Podgol, uh, the same kind of synth material uh, from the previous room, except this one is covered in a different and equally foul smelling greenish slime. Whereas the previous slime room was all black. This is fairly fresh and um, smells more like what you'd expect three day old fish to smell like. It's uh, coating everything and it doesn't, uh, it's coating everything, and it's clearly that something has been moving around in through this way. If you can see that there is a, a branch, you could go north, um, or you can go uh, east and then north to get through these tunnels. Uh, there are no... You didn't explode into a ball of fire. There's nothing waiting for you on the other side except for puddles of slime. Cool. I come back out. I relay that information. Do we think they're living beyond the slime tunnels, or do we want to check somewhere else? I mean, options. I options are good. I wouldn't put it past them to live farther than the tunnels because they knew people wouldn't possibly go this far at this point. That's just my two cents. <sighs> All right, grease me up, Jack. Grease me? No. <laughs> I'll kick you in the ass if you get stuck, though. All right, I guess we uh, will head through the tunnel. Yep, I'll pop through first. Okay. Is the which way do you guys want to go? Are you guys going to go straight north? Or are you going to go east and then north? I'm going to start heading east and north. Gotcha. 
the slime tunnels uh, get thicker this way, and it's not doesn't impede your movement. It would be difficult terrain if there is fighting, just because it is very slick, um, and the smell just keeps getting worse. Uh, there are pictographs and some sort of language on the walls. Um, anybody that wants to can make an arcana or religion check to see if they can actually, and what you have to wipe away the slime, but it's not poisonous. You already know that because of course, um, but you can see what, uh, identify the language or what's going on here with this. Uh, Vince and Roger, you both, uh, both your characters, Chris and Jack, realize that it's not language per se, but it is, um, there is a pattern to it. Rue, you recognize it as uh, math problems, but it's not base 10. It's not hexadecimal. Um, you think it's octal? Base eight? Uh, and these are complicated equations for um, that would involve as would uh, involve interstellar travel and intrastellar travel. Uh, they are. How do I put this? You ever read an equation that kind of makes your head hurt? All of these are equations that make your head hurt. They're really difficult to wrap your brain around and. Given time and work, it wouldn't hurt you anymore. But right now it's like, this is heavy duty math in a uh, base system that is you are not familiar with. These numbers are, are speed, light. This is something that's interstellar. It's, it's arithmetic. It, it, Chris, aren't, aren't you good at arithmetic? I'm more of a words kind of guy. Oh my God. Chris is a liberal arts kid. Okay. So this is kind of out of my area of expertise, but mm -hmm. like Poggle, Poggle just, he's looking at everybody who says this, but this sounds like this is like a spaceship we're in just throwing it out there. And I pull out like a really like well-worn and thumb through like old, like penny adventure novel thing with like a rocket man on it and stuff like that. I'm like, Food source, water source, all sorts of cryptic signs. Yeah. Those things in the main room, I think they were stasis pods. Yeah, that would make sense. I was born in one. Yeah, they weren't occupied. I keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> you get to another fork in the road. You can continue east towards the slime-covered tunnels, or you can go south and then east. Mm, I'm going to go south. So you believe we're on a vessel, an active, or an inactive vessel? Both. Uh, those of you with survival... Um, you may give me a check here. That is the lowest roll Roger has made I've ever seen. Uh, so far, with listeners, uh, Jack is not sure what he's seeing. Podgull is putting his penny dreadful away. Whereas Vince is like, oh, this is, uh, and you recognize it really, this slime is fresh. This is new. Like somebody was came in here and was, you know, mulling around or walking and moving uh walked up this way and then started moving back this is new we're definitely on the trail of someone this has been disturbed recently cool i have chosen correctly i keep going uh, you guys keep going uh the the octal has been covered up by uh by the greenish, uh, brackish, excuse me, by the green slime. And then you see, uh, there's another, there's another split, another fork. You can go south or you can go east. Um, mm, south. All righty. 
You're fucking killing me, Joe. Why? Because my character flaws, I always go left. <laughs> You've I taken mean, nothing but right turns. You you realize that left is not really an option. Mm. Uh, you get to a solid synth door. Uh, this is uh, circular, uh, kind of like an iris door. Uh, going along with earlier themes, it very much looks like it could also fill the role of a bulkhead. Um, there will, there's no clear way to open this door, uh, but it is clearly a door. Clearly something can open it. I'm a rogue. Please let me shine. Let me shine right now. Allie, do your thing. Describe for us what you do, uh, and make it, remember, uh, feel free to make it weird. You would assume that a cyborg would whip out their little Swiss army knife of tools. But no, no, I feel that there is a connection here between me and this door. I'm going to put my hand to the door and I'm going to somehow just kind of manipulate the software in the system to open the door and, and hack it with whatever Terrence gave me even though he gave me anti-hacking software, but I don't care. He gave me hacking software too. If you want to use the anti-hacking software, I will, you can lose it, but you would gain advantage on this next round. Doing it for Terrence. I'm going to gotcha. use it. He's not dead. He's right there. <laughs> I wow. know, but I want him to know that he's a big help. I want him to know that his input He's helping save the things that he loves. And I'm going to look back at him like, Terrence, this is how we help the things that we love back home. Rest in power, Terrence. Um, let's see. There He's right there. <laughs> but Rue was so caught up in just seeing how much Terrence and Jack care about one another that she's overcome with artificial emotions. Okay. Uh, make me an insight check. Since you're basically willing the door to unlock. Eh. So here's what happens. The door, uh, the door begins to grind open and then uh, a little bit of light can be seen. Uh, a smell wafts over you guys. It is like, uh, again, briny. Um, maybe a little bit of sulfur. Uh, there's a sense of rot as well. Uh, and then there's a shuffle of feet and then the door boom, snaps shut. You were now I'm going to, I'm going to give you Rue the ability to open this door. Um, but at a cost, um, you have to tell me what you're willing to pay in order to get that door to open. It could be anything from like, losing that cipher you just had that you just found to taking some hit points worth of damage to uh, having your next couple rolls be at disadvantage. It's up to you what it would do as long as it fits the narrative of how Rue would open that door when she is honestly one point away from doing it right. She's actually going to be overcome with, again, artificial emotion, be pissed and use her golden ass sunblade and break that door. Okay. Um, slamming the, the, the cipher into the door, um, just as it's about to, to shut completely, uh, the cipher uh, shakes violently in your hand and then um, it doesn't explode so much as just get sucked into the door and the gear mechanism opens up and you now you can it's incredibly well i don't want to say it's bright in here it's a completely different kind of light um red light really uh that could that should be from a spinning klaxon but it looks like it's it's broken uh you can see it in the far corner from where you guys are let me just reveal that on the map 
uh, while I'm doing this and describing things, please, everyone, uh, roll me some initiative. What we see in this room are crystal columns um, that uh, cover a good portion of the, the full room. Like, it's hard to count how many there are, um, but inside each one of these columns, uh, and it looks like it's just packed with them, there's at least uh, some sort of dead creature inside each one. Uh, most of them are missing skin. Uh, uh, some of you guys recognize people that you've seen in the city before. Um, and then one that you guys can see looks like it's got one of the, the Vargellan inside, the Chris's fence. Uh, now, you see this is all going on uh, in this red room. Uh, and you can see these crystals. You can also see, uh, well, that's what you can see so far. Um, I, I'm making the initiative check. How how did Roger get a 19.14 on his initiative check? Don't look at me. You're the one that set up my sheet. And my initiative, <laughs> my initiative reads 2.14. That's amazing. And you're the one that set this up for me. Which All I'm right, gonna, well, thanks. <laughs> that's I'm, I'll just roll your initiative now. I don't know what I did. No, you're that's not. I got I got nineteen point one four. Yeah, I mean, his I'm initiative is probably a plus two. Yeah, he rolled a seventeen on the die. Yeah. Oh, okay. Point one four. How did I? All right, whatever. So you got a nineteen. Good. Um. Don't you try to screw Roger out of his nineteen? I don't oh. you try to screw me out of Boy, the one point one four, motherfucker! I got nineteen point one four. That's a tiebreaker, is what that is. That, exactly. <laughs> um, sure, I won't try to screw anybody out of their stuff. Now then, um, uh, I also want uh, everybody to roll me perception checks. Apparently, I'm rolling like shit today. It's only good on Sundays. Yeah, this is why we only play once every two weeks. You have to recharge. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, Jack, you don't hear it because uh, Terrence is beginning to shake a little bit. Um, he doesn't think anything's wrong, but uh, he's literally uh, not stuttering, but his movement is becoming jerky. Everybody else, uh, you there is something in here with you guys. Uh, it's hard to see it right now, uh, but you can hear it. Um, I'm going to keep that initiative order up there. I'm going to let me um, pull out my notes. But you are in this giant room full of crystal columns. Uh, and inside, you can see the first f five or six um, each one of them has embedded in it, not like in the uh, stasis chambers before, but literally as if uh, someone uh, like entombed someone in quartz, uh, skinless uh, creatures. Uh, they look more or less human, except for the Vargellan, which was the fish. And you are, you know, you are not alone. Cool. I rage so that I can smell them out like a wolf. Gotcha. Because Primal Path Wolf. Whenever it's my turn. I, technically, Rue goes first. Then Roger with his point one four. <laughs> That's right. See, he gets it. It'd be nice if our DM got it. How much do you want me to get? Point one four, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, if you want point one four, I'll make sure that point one four matters to all of us. We live or you die by it. the point one four. <laughs> Listen, if you have point one four of a hit point, you're still alive. Is what I'm saying. So I guess I will have to hold that until my turn. So I guess Rue Rue gets to go. Um. So, yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, there is no. 
there is no other movement except for your guys, for you guys moving around in here so far. But walking in, you know that you're not alone. Rue, just say what you want to do. Maybe somebody with a higher role can tell us with low roles that we're not alone. I would go into the middle of the room and see if I can track or detect some. Okay. Uh, make me a survival check. Point 0.14. The new name of this campaign is point 0.14. So, uh, Rue, you know, um, you're beginning to look around and uh, you can tell by the way things are bouncing off with the sound that the best place for things would be in the columns towards the far uh, southeast corner. So basically, um, almost where you guys came in, uh, like just south from where you guys came in. Okay. Uh, and that was that was my action, right? That wasn't a reaction? Right now, we're not in complete combat mode yet. I just wanted to get the initiative roll that your adventurers, this is a room, I, you've passed the test, you know something's up. So, Then I'm just going to make a beeline with my swords out, ready to slash anything that my blade needs. You got That's it. That's what I'm going to do. Someone got to follow her. It's not my turn yet. Roger, with your point one four, uh, you can uh, clearly stick with, like, follow Rue or address Terrence. Well, there's something going on. We didn't perceive it, but she's going batshit crazy in the middle of the room. So I'm going to look to Terrence and say, do a sweep for, if you're all right with this, do a sweep for um, um, with the heat vision, which I would have definitely put in him. So if you want to allow that as either a move or I take a disadvantage the next attack or whatever, it's up to you. It's fine. Terrence, um, there's a longer than normal pause. He says, sure thing. Uh, he does pull out the gun when he sees uh, Rue take off running and this the gun is shaking. Now he's got this index finger outside of the, uh, of the trigger. Uh, it's like on top of it's, you know, it's on side of it. So there's no danger of him like pulling trigger, um, but he is shaking wildly uh, and he does begin to do a sweep. And he says, oh, I could fix this. Uh, then you could go after. Uh, it's hard to see. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> actually, you can all take your action and get there. And in the back corner, uh Actually, but before we do that, Pod, I'm assuming that you're running after Rue. When it's my turn. Yeah, I'm running after whatever I can sense because I'm not using, not using sight. I'm using smell and hearing to find out wherever it is. Okay, what, okay. Did, what did Terrence's infrared see, though? Um, He started doing a sweep, and then he said, oh, I can fix this. Um, And now he's walking to one of the columns. I'm going to walk with him then with my gun drawn. Gotcha. Um, Joe, mm -hmm. Podgul smells... Uh, so you've lived in Nguyen for a long time, and the over the past five years, the water has gone from fresh to brackish, to full-on seawater. Um, and what you smell now is a, a little bit of rot like you smelled before uh, and fresh seawater. Um, you also smell cold. I think you know what that smell is, right? Like when, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's you, you smell cold. Um and there's also then then there's like an electrical kind of tingly. Uh, it's affecting your senses. It's hard to put words to it, but your senses um, heightened as they are because of who your totem is. What you're figuring is that 
something is um, there's uh, nano spirits in the air here. There is something extra worldly going on here now. Uh, you do know that what is ever in the bottom uh, is in the southeast corner uh, is should be alone. There's only one other person in here. However, there were two others in here. Cool. Uh, I charge towards the southeast corner as far as I can go. Um, and because I have to make an attack roll, otherwise my rage drops and I don't feel like wasting the rage, I launch a javelin in that direction of the corner. Sure. Uh, uh, make the throw. Doesn't have to be successful. I just have to make an attack. Oh, yeah, that, that does not. Uh, your javelin uh, hits something and uh, you guys all can hear a uh, it sounds more robotic than human, but there is a hiss kind of like uh, old tape on play without the Dolby uh, to reduce the, the hiss. Okay, so that's Podgol. Uh, Roger, you're going over there. Uh, Terrence is actively uh, like drawing patterns on the crystal. Uh, his hands are moving incredibly. They're moving slowly, but he's not shaking anymore. Uh, Vince, take your action, please. All right, I will uh, follow them, of course. I'm not going to stand here by myself like an idiot. But uh, along the way, I'm also going to chuck a flare to try and get some light behind the column. I like that. Wonderful. Uh, so I am on. I am going to. Oh, I can do it this way now. Show to everyone. Hopefully you can all now see in the. Um, I'm letting you guys see what this is. Uh, it's not exactly the same kind of monster as it would be in D&D. Um, but it is based on this. And I'm also going to pull up an image that we can link in the show notes, which you can find at forthelord.com, um, if I remember to say that at the end of a show. And I linked uh, a Google image, uh, just a link, though, into the chat window so you guys can see the kind of thing. This, you first thing you can notice from the flare that Chris throws is that it is shiny metal. Uh, and it is also got bright red tentacles. Uh, the metal, however, um, upon closer examination, as you get closer and closer to this thing, uh, the metal is uh, shiny, but is a shiny metallic brown. Like at, maybe at one time it was more organic in nature, but right now it is a shiny uh, metallic brown. The creature also has four distinct, uh, is hunched over, has claws for where its hands used to be, and the claws look like pinchers. Um, this is the most organic thing on this creature. Uh, where its mouth should be are four tentacles uh, that look more like cabling and wires than they do like organic, organic tentacles. Smashy, smashy. Uh, Rue... You know, this is Berg, except uh, he has been hunched over. He's got tentacles growing out of his face and the claws where his hands were. His hands were always uh, from a model too big for him. And now these claws are like maybe twice the size of what he should be able to support. And he's just clawing. Uh, as Vince, excuse me, as Chris throws the, the, the flare and you can see him clearly, you also see that, uh, he has a pile of debris, which if the treasure hunters and all of you recognize is like, those aren't shins. Those could, those are bits of metal you could trade. Those are probably ciphers. And he is actively looking at each one. Uh, who has the, uh, remind me, who has the, uh, the, the jab, the, um, the power source? It's in my backpack. Who's holding on to that? It's in my backpack. Okay. Uh, when she walk into the room, uh, he doesn't, has not seemed to notice that, but I just want to know, like, as long as, let me know when, uh, cause Terrence is going to start working down towards other, uh, other columns. And so when you see one, see him. 
and we'll we'll come back to that. Wait, when when in who other sees words, who? When Terrence moves a little bit further down on his next round, I'll let you. Um, we'll let you know if he can. The uh, we'll let you know. Let me rephrase that completely again. <laughs> in a Jesus. way that makes sense. <laughs> I know, right? That point one four really broke him. It really did. Um, what when you get to the next round? If you follow Terrence walking further south, let me know. Does that make more sense? Well, I'm going to be following him to each one of the, uh, wherever he's going, wherever you're sending him, I'm following him. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I, this is the time. Let's see. Uh, somebody's so, trying to figure out if he can do this in time. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to, no, <laughs> but we're going to go for it. Um, we are going to go for it. That is, is not he, what he's doing. I was going to say, is he running up in the melee with somebody? Because he is running up to you. Uh, it puts down uh, the ciphers that it's playing with and um, begins to scuttle towards you more like a crab. Um, kind of like he turns and then scuttles towards you just like a crab, right? So he's running left ways, uh, not like a normal thing, but like a crab sure. uh, comes to you and begins to start and begins to start smashing its pinchers at you, which how do you block them or do you just dodge them? I just dodge them. Okay. Because uh, your armor class is higher than seven and 12, right? That is correct. That's what I thought. Uh, does it matter if I'm the DM or what? We'll always roll shit. Okay. Excuse me. Um, we are now at the top of the order. Rue, uh, Podgle ran ahead of you um, just by like five feet, right? Not a lot, but he ran a little bit ahead of you. But now it is your turn. You get advantage you... on you get advantage on melee attacks, by the way. Yes. Oh, does this mean I'm also in the range of a sneak attack? It does mean that. Well, it doesn't matter if you're in range of a sneak attack because as long as you have advantage, you can do a sneak attack. So congratulations. I give you always infinite sneak attacks. Yeah. Infinite sneak attacks. Now, um, just because I'm actually new to roll 20, do I just click the sneak attack button and that does the rolls for You'll have to click your short sword first to make the attack. The sneak attack button just rolls the extra damage. The offhand or the main hand? Main hand. Okay. Aren't you happy I give you advantage? advantage? Ooh. Nice. Uh, and, and do I do anything else, or is that it? Uh, at this level, that's all you do, but describe how you make a successful, and land a successful hit. Well, hold on. Did, on... Did, you, did you push your sneak attack button yet, or no? No. Oh, push the sneak attack button. There. That's a lot better. Oh, my God. Okay. So 16 points of damage. Now, Rue is absolutely overcome with anger right now. I'm not going to use the word artificial emotion anymore because it's it's been used. But she's mad. She's pissed. She knows what he's done to people. She knows what he's done to other, you know, cyborgs. She even remembers that some of those pinchers and some of the parts on him belong to past prototypes that she was familiar with. So she is just going to lose it. You just hear her mutter something in some type of ancient cyborg language and she just takes off and just starts slashing as much as she can. So I want you to uh, reframe that a little bit because the pinchers are new um, and it's totally cool if you think that they are from another cyborg. Like, of course, the cyborg could have pinchers for hands. Like, why not? Um, but uh, I want you to, to re-examine that once this fight is over, if we have the time. Okay. Uh, now then... Uh, uh, 19.14, your uh, young cyborg slash robot pal uh, has traced another round of uh, something on these columns that you you literally cannot see what he's doing other than drawing very complicated shapes. Um, you know what? You're an inventor. You're a technique, techie guy. Well, you can't see what he's doing. It does look vaguely familiar, like he's drawing octal which is like drawing oct those octal symbols and those equations onto those columns, which is not 
something that you taught him and you're not entirely sure where you would have picked it up before the tunnel you guys were just in. Before I do any attack or anything, I'm going to just kind of talk over my shoulder at him and say, can you let me in on what you're doing? I'm, I'm turning the lights on and fixing the robots. Okay, how long do you figure it's going to take you? 12 cycles. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I didn't say that to um, him. I'm saying that to you. <laughs> no, yeah. No, feel free. I I don't know what it means. He doesn't know what it means. You don't know what it means. He's saying 12 cycles, though. If you want to push him so on. So this is, what, okay, I'm, I'm going to kind of look at him and say 12 cycles. Ugh. Fine. 35.6 minutes. Okay, that's says, too long. Literally. We're going to be done the fight before then. Any chance you can speed that up? Um, if I do, I might wake up that. And he points to a, uh, a one of the columns that you are, that um, if you go into, um, if you walk and follow him, you're going to activate something. So I'm just wanting you to be, I'm letting you know, so you as a character are not completely surprised. Um, but there is, uh, in one of these columns, a, uh, it's hard to describe it other than um, it is a gigantic, uh, roughly larger than human sized uh, uh, metal wasp with black, gray, and purple coloring. Um, irises uh, that look like uh, uh, wigs that are made out of some fine mesh material. Uh, doesn't have pinchers for hands, but it does literally have like on weird multi-articulated limbs, it does have uh, 10 fingered hands on each hand and uh, a mohawk of spikes. It doesn't seem to be alive, but it, and it is frozen in the pillars like everything else, but it does not look like it is a, uh, a friendly sort of creature. Um, uh, Jack will say, fair enough. Take your time. I'll take a shot with my pistol at the um, the creature that's attacking them. Uh, this, Joe, does your you always give uh, advantage to melee attacks? Melee attacks. Okay. Um, I'm not sure this will qualify as a sneak attack, um, but in the interest of time and badassery, I'm gonna let it count as a sneak attack. Well, as long as a friendly creature is within five feet of the target, it is a sneak attack. Then I am just following the rules, and I'm not a beneficent and noble uh, <laughs> DM. So uh, we will now clicky-clicky. Where is Jack? There he is. What am I rolling here? You are going to roll... You're going to roll hand crossbow for me. Nailed it. Where the hell is that on my thing? Middle Under of... attacks and spell casting? Yeah, it it's... should be in the middle column. I don't see a crossbow, though. I see a pistol and a short sword. Oh, it's pistol. Like pistol. Oh, okay. Nice. Do, how do I do this? Oh, there it is. And now click the damage because it, it sh the fire, it shoots off around. Yeah. I'm clicking the sneak since, attack button. Yeah, since your since your sheet isn't set up for to auto roll damage in the chat log, click on the word pistol. Ugh, gotcha. who set this up? The same person that gave me point four one four. Oh, so, so I'm all right with them. I'm all right with them. <laughs> all right. Uh, it looks like it didn't. Is that plus six to hit? Yes. So, uh, Roger, you fire a shot. What does it look like? What type of bullet is it? Just a regular bullet? Is it something funky? What describe what we see? I'm assuming there are energy weapons on in this time on Earth. Yes. I, okay. So then it's clearly gonna be a, an energy weapon of type that sends a energy bolt at the uh, the target. Okay. Uh what color is it? They're always blue. Come on. Oh, sometimes they're red. Uh, if you're a Sith. That's or if right. you're, uh, I think, wasn't G.I. 
Never mind. We're not going to talk about G.I. Joe right Yeah, the Joes had red blasts. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Vince. I swear. So your energy bolt uh, doesn't ricochet off like a slug probably would have ricocheted off the body. Uh, you can hear a dent, and the thing looks... Uh, it's busy, like, clicking and clacking at your friends, but it turns its um, giant-eyed, tentacly made of uh, wires head at you, and the wires begin to uh, twitch and... Uh, it's... Uh, Twitch and move very, very hungrily. <laughs> Jack will say, Chris. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but before Chris can go, Pod is up. Yep. And I just bring the, uh, the giant great axe down in a double handed swing right on top of him in a reckless attack. I'm confident that hits. I am also very aware of that hits. Uh, so that's nine points of damage plus the dot. Uh, what I we never determined what the dot does, so that's up to Marty. Oh, the dot was going to be oh, <laughs> here's here's what the dot is. Um, actually, before you say it, just so that we don't know how awesome or not it is, could we make it retroactively so that when I did this work for him? I allowed him to decide when the dot would be applied. So there was a, a lever installed on the axe that he could press with his thumb that would release the nanite. So he got to decide if he wanted to spend it on oh, trash I mean, like this I'm, or the boss. I'm raging, so it's already being pushed. Yes, and Fair I'm enough. going to let that... This is a... I think it's all for to this session. Um, the problem is you guys went this way instead of the other way. There's something else in a different room. So that was going to be more useful there. Uh, I, I, I'm hesitant and loath to say what it is, but like, um, I'll put it this way. Okay. Let's deal with, let's deal with what's in front of us. We don't need to worry about what's in the other room until we get there. I feel like I want, I just want you to know why. Focus up. Let's go. (laughs) No, none of the other DMS ever did this. Marty. (laughs) Son of a bitch. But I plan such great things. No. Okay, so uh, with a, you bring the axe down, uh, chomping through synth steel, and uh, you can now smell um, tree sap. Uh, uh, you can smell, uh, it smells a little bit like cedar uh, mixed with the, there's overpowering the smell of rot and sea. Uh, funnily enough, uh, Rue, that's a smell you don't want to smell. Um that's too close to home, if you know what I mean. Oh. Now then. Uh, so Pod does, brings his hammer, uh, brings his axe down. Chris is up next. All right. So I will uh, close the distance. Uh, since Jack seems to be a little worried, I will uh, take up position in front of him, shield out. Uh, on my wrist, I will tap a little button. And you'll see part of one of the turbines on the back of my armor will detach and fly over to the creature. And uh, it'll generate like a, a little electric pulse and that will go off. That is very much a hit. And since that is only a bonus action for me, uh, I will also use my shoulder mounted launcher to uh, rain down a little bit of napalm. Because who doesn't love a little bit of napalm? Oh, I'm sorry, it's phosphorus. And he's going to need to make a dexterity save or take two whole damage. Two whole damage taken. Uh, it is a pyrotechnic display as the phosphorus lights up, and you can see it very clear, clearly now that the bright, uh, shiny brown metal, um, once it starts, uh, it begins to start peeling away, and now you guys can smell actual fire, um, as if cedar was on fire. Uh, it's not completely engulfing the creature and just exploding into flame, but it is uh, now the bird is starting to make weird guttural noises, uh, like um, as it is beginning to burn. That being said, uh, the small man with the axe is the one that did it the most damage, even if and Rue is 
not registering as a threat, not because that because she isn't. But let's see how he goes as he grabs his pinchers at pop. He gets advantage. So the first attack uh, is a 16. I don't have your... Sh I have like three other shots up. Both, both of them hit. One's a crit. Both of them hit. Okay. This is rough. No, it's not. Rage. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you are now uh, you are now grappled by this thing as it does a total of oh geez uh, thirty points of damage, fifteen points of damage. Good, thank goodness. Okay, uh, and now I get uh, make me a Constitution save. I'm fine. Yes, I figured. <laughs> um, cool, 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 cool. Uh, as it grapples you, it brings the, the wire tentacles up to your face and it's um, dragging them across it. Uh, you can see, everybody can see that like the tentacles are extending into Pod's ears, up his nose, into his mouth. They retract quickly, I think. Um, no, they don't retract. I'm, do you mind if I do something with Pod real quick, Joe? I don't care. It's you dragging me closer you, to it. You dragging you closer to it. But it's got its tentacles porn. in your mouth. And you just bite through it, and it retracts. Because um, I think when you're raging, you know, biting makes sense. If you don't want it to do that. I mean, I did it completely not raging to an NPC. I think the thing attacking me is definitely going to get bit. That <laughs> that's fits. That's, that's awesome. Okay, good. All right. <clears throat> we are now at the top of the order. Which means, Rue, you're up. I'm going to... Go in again with my short sword, because that's all I can do. You still get advantage. Yeah, you can do a lot. And then click this. Oh, good. Oh, do I have to click damage on the short sword? No, yours auto rolls the damage. Uh, because I set up your sheet. Thanks, honey. Okay. Yes, yes. So uh, what do you do? Like, as, as Berg is like... Uh, retracting and now gurgling again in some sort of weird pain. Um, do you how, describe how your attack goes through? He, it, he still has his tentacles going through pod goal. Pod is just bitten through the tentacles. Okay. It's, it's lunch at this point for me. Okay. So, it, but it's still grappling him? Yes. Is there any way that I could try to slash where he's being grappled or can I try to inflict damage in that general area so he can break don't worry too much about that because on my turn I get advantage on strength checks so I'm not really too concerned okay so then I'm I see him gurgling and I'm just gonna slash harder to bring him down just try to make bits and pieces out of him gotcha so you're thrusting and slashing and just you're just so angry. It's unbridled rage. Gotcha. So you got two raging, we got a raging cyborg and a raging barbarian both hacking away at this metallic crab-like monster. Uh, Roger, uh, Terrence is still in calculation mode. Uh, what do you do? How much time has passed in terms of the game? 12 seconds. Yeah. Very little time. All right, then. Well, not much I can do except take another shot. All right. Or actually, hold on. Uh, Joe, how much damage would Pod have taken? I've, ta I took f I've taken 15 damage. And of your health, what are we looking at? Uh, I mean, I'm about half health. Okay, should I wait or should I give you the med kit now that I have? Entirely your call, man. Marty, how much health does the med kit contain? D8 plus three, since it was my spell. Okay. Well, Joe, what do you think? I'm going to actually ask Pod. Jack's going to say, Pod, I've got a health kit. Do you want it, or should I take another shot at this thing? You just hear, like, frothing, raging noises that, like, sound somewhat like wolf howling coming from Podgol. He's not really speaking in words right now. You're not even sure he knows you are there. 
Okay, Jack's gonna I think si- he's got this. sigh he's loudly and shoot at the creature. We'll save Good the med kid for later. What am I doing here? No, the, okay, just the first one. Sorry. Nicely done. Um, the the smell of burning wood begins to overpower everything else in the room, uh, and uh, Berg is clicking less frantic it's not clacking frantically at all um but it is shaking its head and trying to pull podgle apart as he's just pulling the pinchers outward um but it is not moving super fast and it is also like uh trying it, uh he's he looks like he's torn between like scurrying away and pulling podgle apart and doesn't know how to make up its pea-sized brain. That was Jack, and now we have, oh goodness, we have Podgol. Yep, great axe again. I'm going to try to bury it as deep as I can in this thing. You are grappled. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Believe it or not, grappling does not (laughs) give any negative modifiers. That's right. It did in three, but this is five. Do you have advantage? Yeah, reckless attack again, because why the fuck not? So 23 would hit. Oh, yes. So that's another seven points of damage. Plus whatever nanites do. And then I got to make a strength check to get out of the grapple, yes? Yes. Yeah, I just rip his fucking tentacles right out of his face. I literally, I bury the... I bury the axe in him. I let go of the axe, and then I just like start Hulk mania, like ripping his tentacles off of his face to let me loose. I pause gotcha. from splashing to watch this, and I'm just in awe. I'm just like, whoa. So, um, and then when I'm as- done, I rip the axe back out. So after about like a foot of wire, and you already bit off a lot of wire, uh, what's coming out is now organic, uh, and it is a, a red. Um, red stringy fleshy material which fine whatever you just pulled it out of it it's so there's a part where the wire turns into flesh okay cool managed to pull it all out Uh, Uh, i want to i want to do one other thing now that i that this is organic blood coming out of this you got it with the axe in my one hand and the weird like dripping tentacle in the other i like raise it up and like just drench myself in this thing's blood letting out like the most blood curdling howl that i can and just like start laughing maniacally and just start staring at him like <laughs> the fuck have you had pent up inside of you for this long? <laughs> I literally just stopped slashing and I just started walking backwards. This a little dude, barbarian rage. This is what happens, man. That's oh my god. Uh Joe, please take inspiration for that because that was fucking incredible. <laughs> you are, however, where the uh, once you start pulling it and pouring the blood on you, um, you don't know what color it is because right now you're raging and laughing. Everyone else can see, and it is warm. It is warm blood that's pouring over you. But everyone else sees blue coming on and pouring all over uh, Podgle. Um, and it smells, uh, it's hard to smell anything over the burning of wood. But what you uh, you are smelling, those of you who are close can smell a little bit of copper. Now that we have had the horrific blood-curdling <laughs> scream, uh, we are now going to uh, Vince. What does Chris do? Well, Chris is now slightly more afraid of the gnome than he is of the squid lobster. <laughs> so he's going to stay back here uh, and let the drone continue doing its thing. And he will also just launch another mortar. Let me... Not initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, it should be about the same role. Right? Yeah, it's it's fine. It doesn't succeed. Um, Yeah, where is these things' saves? If they don't have a save listed, it's because they're not proficient, and it would just be a regular dexterity check. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's perfect. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely perfect. Um, it, however, gets to go, and you are no longer grappled, Podgol. Um, 
but Jack hasn't moved, so it that wasn't activated. Uh, but you're killing it, so it's gonna like with its pea brain be like the uh, the best defense is killing the the thing in front of me. So let's mm-hmm. see if it works. Yep. Thought you said you weren't good at rolling. Uh, so both of those will hit. That's what twenty, so ten damage. Yes. Uh, right. So it and you are once again grappled. Um, <laughs> Does it have any tentacles left to do that? Uh, the tentacles give it a, a, the poison attack. Uh, the pincers give it the grapple. So it can't do the poison attack anymore, which I was hoping to do, but that's fine. <laughs> but it doesn't need a face. Anyway. Yeah, Podgul, yeah, at this point, you notice that he's bleeding profusely his own blood now um, from many, many spots. He doesn't seem to notice or care, uh, but it looks pretty bad. Like, bits and pieces of his flesh look like hamburger right now. It, Joe, this isn't for anything to do in combat, but I, I have a, a complication later. Just make a constitution save for him. I need to know what it's for because that makes a difference in the role, what type it's for. It would be for poison, so I think it's I'm fine. fall in terms of poison. That's right. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. Good. Uh, so, the pinchers, uh, the it Berg has latched on with its pinchers again, and it, uh, all it can do is make this. Uh, it sounds like an ostrich, just like a, uh, as its voice box has been ripped out by the small man. Is that what an ostrich sounds like? Yeah, well, ostriches sound fucking weird, man. Um, anyway, we can Google it later. Rue, uh, top of the order. Now, I want to go into this guy with my swords, but I kind of, I, I've been inspired by Podgul where I just want to, like, ram my swords as far as I can into the fleshiest area. Ooh, okay. Or try you're tr- you're going to try. So what happens um it's only a matter of your skill or you're like I'm going to do what Podgill does and you move yourself in to like start like slam your short sword into its gaping tentacle less maw. Uh it brings up a brings up Podgill as a shield uh and you instead slash downward and hit the pincer doing nothing, but you don't stab Podgill as he's struggling and raging. So you got that going for you. Sorry, Podgo. I tried. Oh. Roger, you are up. All right. Your uh, Podgo is, you can tell, yeah, Podgo yeah, is fucked it. up. Yeah, he's getting the med kit. So I'm okay. rolling what again? Uh, it's 1d8 plus 3. Okay. Pod, take uh, heal five points of damage. Yay, that might make me live one more round. However... Um. Uh, once uh, you come into contact or you come up into range, Roger, uh, Berg, uh, ooh, hold on. Never mind. Nothing changes because Podgul ripped out its tentacles, which yep. in my head, yeah, so nothing happens. So that was a whole bunch of lead up for nothing. <laughs> okay. I'll just edit it out. I'll keep it in there, man. Uh, so, Roger, you've healed uh, Pod for five points of damage. Uh, Pod, you're up. Smash! Smash! Reckless, reckless attack. 11 more points of damage. Plus whatever the dot does. Uh, make your uh, Ben Bars lift gates roll to escape from. <laughs> Can I take a pincer with me? Uh, you might as well. Sweet. Yes. Because if he's still alive, I'm going to beat him to death with his own pincer next turn. I love it. Um, <clears throat> uh, you As you break free, you literally break off one of the pincers. Do you want to break off like the whole pincer or just part of it? I break off the whole pincer and then I shove my hand into it like it's a fucking glove. <laughs> gotcha. And I'm going to I'm going to like just start wailing on him with his own fist. Gotcha. Um, now that we're being more disturbed, Vince, it is your turn for Chris to just. I blame Wow for that because of all the fucked up fist weapons you can get. Yep. 
All right. Um, my intention is to possibly try and get this creature's attention, but I don't think that's going to be possible given the plethora of body parts Podgol is now in possession of. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but I, I will uh, run up into uh, close range with it, and uh, I'll reach out uh, one of my gauntleted fists and tap uh, Pod on the shoulder. So uh, this will be in lieu of the drone attack this turn, since I can't direct the drone and do this at the same time. Okay. So, Pod, you'll feel like... Well, you might feel. I don't know how there you are right now <laughs> but yeah, uh, a, ting a tingly sensation uh, anybody who notices can see like a small little lattice work of uh electrical current kind of stretches out across your your body and then i'm just gonna smack it with my shock stick which I think i still get advantage because of pod you absolutely do wow as long as something is within five feet of me you get advantage okay all right chris how do you take it down? So this thing is beaten and damaged and leaking fluids. So it's not a very powerful blow, but given the uh, the shock baton nature of my weapon, I I guess I just managed to to smack it at an important nerve or power conduit, depending on if it's an organic or inorganic part that I'm hitting, and uh, it just sends a. a a shock through this creature's synapses that I guess leave it motionless. And that's what happens. Berg collapse shakes uh, and collapses into a heap. Um, the fire that, that the napalm that you basically dropped on it is still burning. The metal is turning to is being as it's dying is turning back to a more familiar uh, rosewood container in color. Um, and uh, the only thing is the other pincer doesn't change. Like, the metallicness of everything changes. The pincer does not. Uh, and that ends the combat for the night. Um, well, I will now... Just as a heads up, because Podgol's raging, he yes. spends the next seven turns uh, just, just, like, hacking and slashing and punching at the body until his rage subsides. Stop hitting yourself. Then he, yeah, no, like, like, literally, like, he's making like mocking motions with the little, like, the pincer that he's like working like a puppet, like smashing this thing. Then it, when his rage subsides, he like gets all woozy and like stumbles around just a little bit and like props himself up with the axe and then just kind of looks up at everybody. Oh, hey guys! And then falls over. Okay. Um. While he's raging for the next, uh, what is that? Like, twenty to thirty seconds. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys, what's your reaction to Podgul's rage? Actually, Actually, I would prefer it if he rages for about 35 minutes <laughs> and we stand and watch until Terrence is done. <laughs> so I'm, in the interest of time, I'm going to end tonight's episode in the following way. Uh, Rue, uh, what's left of the mishmash and puzzle pieces that were, that were Berg, uh, you are able to determine one thing. He didn't uh, steal those pincers from another cyborg. They grew, um, much like the tentacles, because Berg didn't have tentacle face. He didn't have a good mug either, but he didn't have tentacle face. Something changed him physically. Um, Terrence takes 35 minutes and powers everything on, and says, if we go to Pius's chamber, they'll take the they'll take the uh, power cube back. Uh, Chris, what? See, how do you end this? Because there is there are artifacts to find, but there's also a friend who is bleeding profusely, not dying, but bleeding profusely. I, I certainly am interested in rendering medical aid, but not until he's out of death blender mode. Gotcha. But what once he does his little uh, high guys and passes out, yeah, I'll uh, I'll tend to his wounds. Gotcha. Once you tend tending to his wounds is fairly straightforward, uh, and then you notice that in the pile in the southeast corner, um, there are artifacts that don't belong necessarily to this chamber, to this particular set of ruins either. 
mostly because there is a uh, you see one of the ciphers is actually a miniature statue of uh, of a lizard in armor just like you uh, Gajira Jack uh, Terrence says that Pius will see you and take the chain the, the thing from take the power cube from you uh, and you can see now that the columns are uh, glowing and just traveling up as if uh, light is coming up sequentially from the bottom to the top of these crystal columns and nothing is waking up but you can see for each col of the 16 columns there is a creature or a townsperson uh, trapped inside but that's really all the time we have uh, you found Berg you put an end to Berg someone called Pius wants to see you and take the power cube we can talk about what that all means at a later date on a different show but this is where we have to wrap things up for the Numenera game tonight thank you all so much for listening and putting up with the .14 mistakes that I make uh, you can find show notes for tonight's episode on ForTheLord.com you can find Joe at LoaderZJ on Twitter you can find Vince at Samadine on Twitter you can find Ali at PizzaMade on Twitter and you can find Roger at Zen Buddhist. I'm, my name is Marty you can find me at Officer Gleason at, on Twitter and um, I, all comics considered uh, if you like what you have heard please rate the show five pinchers on <laughs> iTunes Stitcher wherever you get this show thank you for listening to For the Lore if you'd like to hear more from the guys check out Popcorn Ronin with Roger and Vince a movie, TV, and anime podcast as well as Lore Watch a Blizzard lore podcast co-starring Joe and if you're into comic books, check out All Comics Considered with Marty and his crew. Lastly, thanks to Manelli Jamal for the show's theme music. You can find him at ManelliJamal.com as well as on iTunes and help support this incredible musician by picking up his CDs.